Thank you for tuning in to the Cross the Line Podcast. I'm Carlos Smith. And I'm here with Steve Nash. Yes, sir. Once again, we're here. Yep, we got another great episode coming up right now. Just a couple of things we're going to talk about. Is the combine overrated? The NBA debate, who's the leading MVP right now? And who's the biggest threat to the Cavs and the Golden State Warriors? But first, I want to start off with T.O. being snubbed once again. It's been something that's been tragic for a while. And uh, what's your take on T.O. being snubbed? Hey, man, it's, it's, it's politics. It's just like the government, man. The stats and everything's are there. But people don't like him because his off-the-field off persona, his cockiness, his bad attitude, his locker room behaviors, like, that has nothing to do with what you did on that field, in my opinion. Yep, you're right, and I think it's a shame. One of the things I always remember, just from school, um, I had, I think we both had Maddenly. Yeah. One of the things that he taught, taught me in the short time that I had him was, in the media business, it's not about you. It's it's what's there. So when I think about it, I look at the numbers. And 1,078 receptions, 15,934 receiving yards, second all-time, 153 touchdowns, third all-time, and a five-time all first-team all-pro. If you just think about the numbers and not even about the name, you would just instantly exactly. think that's a, that's Hall of Fame. That's instant Hall of Fame. If it was one reason why the – I would say he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, or it would it should take some time. Is he what well, he did play for five teams? So the, towards the end of his career, it was kind of hard for him to still consistent with one team. But if you're going off pure numbers, statistics, it's there. So the only thing I would snub him on is you've been you've been, you played for five different teams. You know what I'm saying? Most greats they stick with one or two teams, if that. Yeah, but when when you got these kind of numbers though, it's I can't I can't take that away from you, no matter how many teams you've been with, because to be on five five different teams and lead them all in receiving and putting up these kind of numbers, you're doing something right. It's not like you've had a great quarterback like a Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. And we, so I, I just I think in the media they're taking it too personal, and when you take it personal like that, that's 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 what shows, and I think that's a problem, and that's why you see what a lot of athletes they have issues with the media because they take it personal and they hold these grudges. And the same thing is happening with T.O. right now. These guys are taking it personal. So I think they should just start from scratch and get some new guys in and let them vote on it. Exactly, because you got to think about I think, like, the the Hall of Fame, they vote differently for different positions. Quarterbacks, they're mainly concerned about their ring count or their passing yep. yards, whereas – we sitting here talking about T.O. We ain't said nothing about his rings because it don't matter about his rings. We more concerned with what he did, receptions and yard and touchdown wise. But when it comes to quarterbacks, they want to focus on his 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 number of rings and yep. MVP. So it's just like each position has their own criteria when it should be straight across the board. Yep, and I think it's it's, it's just a shame. And you know, they say next year Randy Moss he's gonna be up. And he should be first ballot Hall of Fame. In my opinion, Moss is the second greatest receiver, and I give T.O. third. But I don't see how you can have other guys in the Hall of Fame. And even this year, not to knock this guy, but the kicker, Anderson, to me, I value receivers more than I value kickers. So to have him in before T.O. was kind of like a snub to me. But, you know, I, I just exactly. think it's something. And another thing, I just think they need more diversity because I remember seeing the picture where they were just saying, well, we're getting ready to do the Hall of Fame. And it wasn't a lot of 
different races in there. There's not too many athletes in there. So I would like to see more diversity because I think if you keep the same people in every year and they have hold this personal grudge, exactly. you don't know how he'll ever get in. Exactly. And he should should have been in first ballot. And everybody and, needs to get their voters registration just ripped away, start clean, yep. no biasness at all. Because to me, it doesn't make sense to have a guy like T.O. with these numbers. There's no way you can have him not in the Hall of Fame. And, I just, and if it's the same people next year, I got a bad feeling he might not get in again because – you know, personal grudges and then some of the stuff that he's doing now with the his personal Hall of Fame jacket and just saying different different remarks. They're gonna hold on to it next year again and they're gonna hold this grudge. But I think if unless they scrap it and and figure something out, I think T.O. is gonna be looking on the outside again. It's it's a shame because yeah. he is truly a Hall of Famer. Yeah, man, that's a sad situation, man. But moving on. What we're gonna talk about now is, is is the NFL combine overrated or is it underappreciated? I think it's overrated. I agree. I agree, man. What, what makes you think it's overrated? Personally, I didn't even really watch it a lot this year. I, I just – because I, I look at the actual games of college, and if I see, see you making plays out there, to me that's more than enough. But, you know, I, over the weekend I saw what people were talking about. John Ross had the fastest 40 time. And they're talking about him going to my Ravens, which – Four two two. Four two two. He has the speed, but for me, I don't want him on my team because I think we still need to fix our secondary first because we got a lot of issues in secondary, and plus our pass rush uh, sucks. He's getting older, so I think we got some other issues to take care of. So hopefully, he doesn't go to us at number yeah. sixteen. But I know I think he the speed is there, but you know, against Alabama, one of the toughest defenses in college football, he didn't really show up. So, for me, you know, him and other players, I think the combine is just about a lot of people want to see a 40 time and see how fast you can run and how strong you are. But to me, the game tape is what's exactly. most important. The biggest thing the NFL combine doesn't measure is heart. Come on now. Some of your greats have been in late rounds. It's just the biggest, the biggest bust in draft history, Tom Brady. My dude was drafted in the sixth, seventh round. Greatest player, greatest quarterback all time, Easy. easily, and he he was his his draft stock was super low, uh. So I really think it's overrated, man. But I I think it helps some players. Like if you come from a smaller school, and you have the game tape, but if you go there and put up some numbers, it could potentially help your draft stock. But I think for like some of the big time players, for they play at big programs who have the game tape, me personally. I, I would let that be enough for me. I don't know if I would even go to the combine, and then you have to go do these interviews with these teams, and they ask some of the most craziest off the wall stuff to just have to sit through that process. And some of them passing out tests. So they I, tried to give my boy Dion a test. Dion, I ain't taking your test. Exactly. Y'all ain't even gonna have that pick. I'm gonna be gone before your chance to pick me. This doesn't make sense to me. So exactly. For me, I, that's why I say part of it, for me is it's overrated, but it, for the right person, for the right player, in the right situation, depending on what program you're going to, it could benefit you. But for me, I think overall it is overrated. It's just all about a 40 time. Exactly. But next up, we're going to cross on over to the NBA. And the next topic right now, which we talked about last week in a short little segment, is the NBA MVP race right now. There's a lot of back and forth going on. But Whoa. right now, who's 
the MVP candidate. Last week, man, I said it was Harden by far. But I believe overnight Kawhi has simply snatched it out of his hands. They had a showdown the other night. Both of them scored 39 points. But Kawhi got the game-winning block and shot. I mean, the man, he's doing it quietly. No person has in the NBA has did put up the numbers he's putting up and not even arrogant at all. I mean, you, you don't even know he's on the court. He always has a smooth, quiet 20-30 every night. And he, he uh, playing with a team that just lost Duncan, old and aged Ginobili and Parker. I mean, he he's basically doing it on the, his own in a, in a sense. So he 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 right now he has my vote MVP right now. I'm going with I'm still gonna hang in with James oh Harden. My God. I think I think right now Harden is still the guy because he's doing more with less right now. Um, he's still third third in the West. Um, Kawhi for me would be second because of the things that he's doing. He he still can make that late push and and end up taking it up taking the whole thing. But right now I got Harden, then I have Kawhi, and I think. Right now, I got to leave Westbrook, even though he's averaging a triple-double. I'll have him third, but he's got to find a way to get to the fifth seed for me in order for and average a triple-double in order for me to give him the MVP. But the person I think who's going to sneak up in it right now is Steph Curry. I think with Durant out, this is giving him the green light again, Uh-oh. and this is a chance for him to step up and, and make another late push for MVP. I totally agree, man. Steph he has the floor. He has the mic to himself once again, but hopefully those men they can overcome that loss with Durant and still pull through. But man, I'm a, I'm a fan of Kawhi right now, man. Yeah, and we even had Isaiah in it last week, but yeah. the way they're kind of teetering right now, it's got it's knocking him on down, and, and that's yeah. how quick it happens because if you struggle a couple games back to back, this MVP race is so back and forth that. It could potentially cost you the award, but right now I'm sticking with James Harden just just by a little bit because of what he has to work with, and he's he's been putting up some great numbers. But Kawhi right now is right on his tail. Kawhi, Kawhi, wouldn't you pick him? There we go. Because he he's a threat <laughs> right now. He's a top five talent in the NBA right now. Kawhi is averaging twenty six point six rebounds, three assists a game. He's got a chance. My man. But next up, last but not least, let's just talk about the biggest threat to each team because everybody basically has the Warriors versus the Cavs in the finals. So first, who's the biggest threat to the Cleveland Cavaliers? Who would I say would be the biggest threat to the Cavs? I hate to say it, man, but if it come down to it, the Eastern Conference Finals, if the Celtics make it, they may be that may be the best the best bet for them. They can only hurt themselves. As you see, Bogut got out there the first night and hurt himself. So, man, listen, it's the road to the Eastern Conference Finals basically a give me to Cleveland. But I think the Celtics have a chance to step in and intervene with that. What about you, man? Yeah, I think for me, I'm I'm going with with the Wizards just because um, I like what I'm seeing for John Wall. Yes, um, he, he's putting up some big numbers. He's got Bradley Beal. Otto Porter is starting to put it together because he, you know, he was on Shaq and the Fool a couple of times, but yeah. he's starting to look like a nice pro. You got Marchingo Tot, you got Markeith Morris, so they they got a lot of young talent. I think they're piecing it, putting the pieces together. Um, I'm not sold on on the Raptors yet because of you know Kyle Lowry, he's out right now. But even then, 
with him and DeRose, and they kind of struggle in the postseason. Yeah, and I, I like them. I like them getting the Baca, but I, I don't think they're there just yet. And for the Celtics, I like how they really good defensive team, and I like Isaiah, but this I just might, don't think it's enough. This might be far fetched though, but I just I was just looking at the seeding. The Cavs are number one, and the Bulls are number eight seed. As y'all know, I'm a huge Wade fan, so it will be so lovely to see my boy throw an upset first round of the playoffs. Five games and they gone home. Come on, now we're not getting swept. Five games and it's over. If they they may get swept, but I'll give them five just because of Wade Six games, and Jimmy Butler. Most no likely way. seven. No way. It's 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 not even gonna be close. I mean, LeBron, they'll they'll get them out of there pretty quick yeah, and get okay. a nice little chance to rest up again because it is no shot. Not with Chicago, but I, I don't know. I don't know if, if Chicago will even hang on to their eight seed. I mean, right. I, I respect Wade. I like Rondo. Uh, I like Jimmy Butler, but I just think – plus you just gave away uh, Taj Gibson and, and Doug McDermott, yeah. so I, I don't think they got enough to hang on to their eight seed. And if they do, it would be a quick sweep or it may just be five games, but it's no more than five at all. All right, I hear you. All right, so we're going to move on to the Western Conference number one seed right now. The Warriors, we're going to talk about who has the best chance of upsetting them or getting in the way of their championship run. And before I get started, I just want to say one thing about the Western Conference. This is going to be one of the first times that a sub-500 sub team make the playoffs if they continue what they're doing. The Nuggets are under 500, and they got the, they holding on to the eight seed. That's crazy. You That's, that's common know. in the East. But in the West... Ever since they've been doing these mega teams, you just never know what's happening. But we're going to go ahead and talk about who has the best chance of hurting the Warriors' chances. To me, in my opinion, I think the biggest threat to them is it's no-brainer. To me, it's just it's the Spurs because you got Popovich. You got a well-coached team. They got different pieces they can throw at you. Um, Kawhi Leonard, he's the guy right now and, and the way he's taking over. And and the thing that Golden State's been struggling with is a big team. You know, you have Aldridge and and Paul Gasol inside. So, the, so they Kawhi's have the size. Guy, man. And Kawhi, he can defend. So they're going to throw fits at him. And, and it just depends on how healthy KD is. If he, if he can't go or if he's about 60%, they're going to have a hard time because it's, it's already, to me, in my opinion, it's going to go at least six games. But depending on how KD is, it's going to be a struggle. So the biggest threat to to the Warriors right now, I would say, will be the Spurs. I agree with you on that Spurs, Pete. They are the biggest threat just because they're like a solid team. If you were to do an analogy, the Spurs are the are the Bill Belichick and the Patriots of the of the NBA. Man, Pop, he's been there 19, 20 seasons for a reason. What he doing works. Once you get a a, a Players in that system, they played for Pop like no other, man. He He's a great coach. But the other thing I'll say that's going to get in the Warriors' way is the jump shot. Man, I'm, I'm starting to see what Charles talking about. As you can see these last couple games, out of 63s, Curry and Clay may have combined for 10 or 11. That's, that's crazy. Uh, I hope Hopefully it's just a couple off nights, but if – that continues throughout the playoffs. It's going to be a lot tougher than what it's been being yeah, for those they, guys. But they won a couple years ago with that same shooting style. So I, I, I think. But they were all going in. Now we, we, it's crazy us seeing Curry miss consecutive threes back to back, wide open. I think he'll be. All, I, I think 
the biggest thing for them right now is getting Durant back. If once they get him back healthy, get him back in the groove, I think they'll be all right. But the blessing in disguise for the Warriors right now is while he's out, it gives you a chance to get some of these younger guys more involved and and get them better, get let them get more confidence. That way, when Durant comes back, everybody can settle back into their role, and then they're just like a well old machine again. But I think Durant is going to be the key. He has to be healthy, but for me, I always say Steph is the guy who makes this whole team run. So he, he's got to be the MVP for them to go anywhere, but he still needs Kevin Durant to come back healthy and help them make a late push because the Spurs are not letting up and they're right on the tail for the number one seed, even though I think Golden State will hang on to it. Exactly. They, I, Steph has got to be it's that like guy a right now. difference. Yep, Steph has to be that guy, and I think he'll be the one that – uh. Slams the door on the Spurs, even though I'm, I'm I, I gotta uh, respect what they're doing and and Kawhi the way he's playing right now at a high level. But Golden State will figure out a way to uh, get it done. True. And one thing I want to say, man, I know this one on the script, but one of the biggest disappointments this season is how the Clippers are playing. Like if you just read that that, that cast off a piece of paper, you would think they would be playoff contenders or so somewhat big talk, but as you see, once they play high-profile teams, they they underperform. I believe Curry them beat them by like 30, they 40 points even, one yeah, night. The games are not even close. It's, it's ridiculous. State. And I hate to say it, but the only person on that with that team with heart to me is the the coach's son, Doc Rivers. He plays hard. Yes, man. The Rivers is the only person I see really out there playing. It's like Blake's not into it anymore. Chris Paul can't stay healthy with the hand. DeAndre, he's he's a one-dimensional player. Let's be defensive honest. Defensive guy. Defensive guy and dunks. I mean, he's trying to add the baby hook to his game, but it's it's very out of out of out of whack, man. Yeah, they gotta well, I think after this year's the team is gonna change. Because yeah. I, I don't know if Chris Paul's gonna come back or if Blake is gonna come back, but I, I think I feel like they maybe should have moved at least one of them to exactly. just to, to do something. Try to get Carmelo space, do something. But that team is they're stagnant. They're, yeah, they all they may get to the <laughs> second round depending on who they match who they match up with. But then after that, if they run into the Spurs, they're going home. And depending on what happens with Durant, I still give even if, even without Durant, uh, the Warriors would I would probably still pick the Warriors to beat them. True. But with Durant, it's, it's, it's no doubt they're going to take him out. But, yeah, the Clippers, they, they have been just like a, a team that's just kind of in the middle of the pack and just trying to get hot at the right time. But right now, I don't see them getting too far, depending Def- on who they run up against. Definitely agree, man. But that's enough. That's all for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll oh, yeah, one second. Let me shout out Dirk Nowinski coming up on 30K. He's been in the league around 18 years. So he hitting that 30,000-point club. Got to shout out the European player one time. Another legend. They got a chance to make the playoffs as well. And I, right now, I would say the way they're playing right now, I would give them a chance to win, to get to the eighth seed. I don't think the Pelicans will get it because I don't think they have enough around Cousins and Anthony Davis right yeah, at the moment. Not enough guard. But I, I like what, what they're doing with Yogi Ferrell. Uh, you got Seth Curry, who's playing well. You got Harrison Barnes, who's stepping into his own now. And Dirk, who's still a, a nice veteran who knows how to play, who can get it done. So, and a good coaching Rick Carlisle. So, I think go. Uh, I was gonna say go to state, but the Dallas Mavericks right now for me, I think it'll be between them and Denver uh, fighting it out for that final spot. But I think 
right now, if I had to put my money on somebody, it would be the Dallas Mavericks to get the eight seed. I agree, man. We're wrapping it up, man. Thanks again. Absolutely. And we'll be back again next week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, be blessed. Peace. We out.